Uh, as Ashley said at the beginning, this is indeed a um, special service, but also with a tinge of sadness as well, because we're saying thank you to Matthew and Anna, but also uh, farewell as they uh, move on um, to the uh, next thing that they're going to do. I'm going to share for about 15 minutes, and Matthew's going to come up and uh, share with you. And at the outset here, uh, I must say thank you to both of them uh, for their hard work and commitment with the children of Living Hope, both the kids in the church and also the kids and young people in the community. And so it's so important for us to uh, show our gratitude uh, to what people do. So we thank them uh, for that this morning. There's a sense of sadness, but also expectancy about what comes next for them and also for us as individuals as a church. This is the last gathering of 2020 and we would all probably agree on one thing. There's indeed been a very strange and we've been called on to do church in many, many different ways uh, this year. And, and so we come at the end of the year to give God thanks for his faithfulness, but also to look forward uh, as well. Uh, but I want to say a few things, obviously, to uh, about Matthew and Anna, but also to Matthew and Anna, but also to us as well as we gather. T 2008, when I was uh, the youth pastor here, Living Hope, um, God laid a verse on my heart and in Zechariah 4 verse 10 where it says do not despise the day small beginnings for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin and one of the hearts that we have in this church is to see people used uh, in ministry uh, used by God uh, to do what he has called them uh, to do we have always seen everything we do as a kingdom investment uh, not just a living hope investment but a kingdom investment and so as we come today he said that, that when I read that verse in 2008 the group of young people that we had there Matthew was one of them because uh, he was there the day that we started kids church back in 2004 and was also part of the the youth all the way through when I did youth and then went off to Bible college in 2013 but then has also been on the staff here at church for the last uh, four and a half years uh, and so that's his journey uh, here and then obviously Anna has been coming uh, now the reason I didn't say in the first service because I didn't know it was 10 years so Anna has been uh, Matthew's side for, for 10 years uh, and so we so appreciate all the work that they have done here and Living Hope um, the Apostle Paul when he writes a letter uh, to the Philippians he writes it uh, while he's under house arrest he's basically in prison uh, but people would consider it to be his most encouraging letter and I thought to myself, I thought, well, we need some words here of encouragement, really, both for Matthew and Anna as they, as they step out, but also for us as a church as we look forward to uh, 2021. Um, Philippians 3, 12 to 14 says, Not that I've already obtained all this, or I've already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards a goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in 
Christ Jesus. So I was drawn to the phrase that Paul uses twice in that passage when he simply says, I press on. And we're going to look at what that means in a minute. But the first thing I notice is this, is Paul tells us that he hasn't made it because he simply says in that opening of 12, he says these two things. He says, not that I have already obtained or not that I've already arrived. Every single one of us is on a journey. And that journey continues for Matthew and Anna as they take that step to go and do what God has called them to do next. One of the things that the Apostle Paul had was he didn't have any perfectionism. He never felt like he'd made it. I sometimes feel that the older I get, the less I know. Uh, each and every one of us is on a journey that the work of Christ is a perfect work, a complete work, and cannot be added to. But the work of the Spirit that God does within us is a daily work to mould us and change us, and it continues throughout our lives here on earth. And so for each and every one of us, we are being changed, we are being moulded by God. And so in that realisation that Paul has, that he's not already obtained everything, or he's not already arrived, um, he, he simply does two things, and he tells us these two things which are helpful for Matthew and Anna today but also for us as a church and he says this he says he forgets what is behind those things which are behind us Paul had good cause to forget what is behind in chapter 3 he writes of where he has come from he was a Hebrew of Hebrews how he used to persecute the Christians and simply he says this he forgets what is behind um, uh, Matthew has probably heard all of my quotes over the years, ten times over. He says, when all of these were at Bible college, I used to share with them uh, the quotes that I use. One of the quotes I use all the time was, every day is a school lesson. God is always teaching us something daily. We can learn something from everyone and everything, every experience that we have. But often looking at the past keeps us from what God has for us in the future. And so we take the lessons that we learn from the experiences we have and we move on to the thing that God has called us to. And for Matthew and Anna, that calling to the Lighthouse Church in the, the south of Ireland, it's now them responding. And the phrase that has come out over the last few weeks is that simply given God their yes, they've simply said there is an opportunity. God has placed a calling upon their hearts and their lives. And their response to that is to simply to give God the yes, to simply, this is where they feel called to. And so they respond in obedience. And so what we're reading here in Philippians chapter 3 helps both of them, but also us as well. Because they give us this, Paul gives us this phrase twice. He, he says, I press on. He presses on and I thought, well, well, what does that mean? It's simply to do with effort. It's simply that, that idea of putting, excuse me, all your strength and all your abilities and everything you have into what God has called you to do, that simply means what it means to, to press on. But it has to be the right thing to press on. And Paul gives us three things here, which is right to press on into. So he tells us the first one is this, and this is the most important. He pressed on in knowing Christ. Not knowing about Christ, but he pressed on in knowing Christ. That was the most important thing. The major thing for him was this in knowing Christ. Because to him, that was what life was about. And if that's what life was about for him, then that's what calling and ministry 
and service had to be about, that he simply pressed on in knowing Christ. The second thing he did was this, he, he pressed on in becoming like Christ. And I think this is important because often at times we feel as though God is just in the business of making a better version of who we are. No, that's not what God's plan is or intention. His intention is simply to, to help us to press on to become more like his son in character, in attitude, in everything that we do. But that takes something of pressing on. And then the third thing that he does is this, he pressed on to be all that Christ had in mind for him. He made sure that everything that God had, this is what he was pressing on into. But Paul had a part to play in this, a responsibility at the beginning when he says to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. His effort was put into, put forth to do God's will, not his own, to obtain and to arrive, to put everything into running the race that God had called him to run. As Matthew and Anna move on, they move on continually running the race that God has called them to do. They keep running towards their destination, their prize. They press on in the present because the present is where Jesus is working both in them now, but also us now. Because the race is run in the present. What God does and God is a faithful God and in their response to his calling, he said this and it's so true, more true than anything. When we respond to God, uh, when he calls us and we respond, he is faithful. He gives us everything that we need to fulfill the calling that he has upon our life. We never lack provision for what he calls us to do. And neither will they as they step out in faith for what God has called them to do. We, we are called to live our lives by faith. But we're called here as well to press on in doing what God has called us to do. And he tells us the reason for it is this. He simply says that the prize is this. It's the upward call of God in Christ. There is no other prize. It's simply the only call that matters. We often get obsessed with calling sometimes in church. And Paul talks here. He said, really, this is the only call that matters. The upward call of God in Christ Jesus. The prize is the call itself, not the benefits that come from the call. To run this race at all. And as they go and respond in obedience to what God has called them to do. We pray that their inheritance will be lives that are saved lives that are changed being used by God is the greatest thing we can do with our lives when we offer our lives to him in obedience and simply say God would you do would you use me would you use me in the calling that, that you have given me and, and we understand this that, the, that listen Alan needs Jesus we know that he says outside the living hope there is a mission field of a whole nation that needs to be won and Matthew will explain a little bit of that when he comes up Alan needs Jesus there it needs more churches it needs more Christian witness in places where there is no Christian witness and so the response is to follow that call to keep running that race and, uh, and this is so true this is a day I've sadness. I've known Matthew since he was five years old, since I came here in 1998. To come up through the kids and the youth, and probably the best explanation, and I said this to Patricia one night, oh, there are times that you love him and there are times you could kill him. 
that probably would be the best explanation and the fairest one and stuff. But listen, I, there is a sense of sadness, but there is a sense of expectation as well. Because as we hear the good reports of what they go on to do, because they've responded to the call of God, we will look at it and say, this is a kingdom investment. It's always a kingdom investment. And so we have a sense of expectancy for them as well as God responds in faithfulness to their call. Four things just to sum up. The first is to keep your eye on the prize. We know the prize is the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. The second thing is focus on what matters. Why? Because the third thing, forget about what doesn't matter. There's so many things that don't matter. Churches are so good sometimes at focusing on things that really don't matter. But to focus on what matters. I know their hearts and their desires is to see many, many people come to the Lord, uh, to see many, many people saved. And the fourth thing is this, is simply to do what you know God has called you to do. God has laid something on their heart to go and do. Well, simply respond. They've responded in obedience to simply say, I'm now going to do what God has called us to do. And we as a church will pray for them and we will encourage them and we will help them. But I'm going to pray and then Matthew is going to come up and just simply share a little bit of what he's going on to do him and Anna. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Father God. Uh, the apostle encourages us to places here, to press on, to keep going. Father, as you come to the end of this year, the Father, it's a stranger with strange experiences of things that we've never had to do before. But God, you are still in control and you are faithful. And whether we have lived on the mountaintop or whether we live down in the valley, you are the same God. And Father, we come this day at the end of this year and thank you for your faithfulness, for your love towards us. In Jesus' name, amen.